Today, we are talking with Carrie Schwer. Carrie is an author, executive lifestyle coach for high performers, and corporate trainer. She helps high performers, business owners, and C-suite executives who have become disconnected from their purpose. Hey, I'm Zachary Alexander, the host of the Subscription Maker Podcast. Welcome to today's conversation. Don't forget to subscribe and check out some of our past episodes wherever you get your podcasts. We all know it's easy to get disconnected from who we are and who we wanna be. We've seen it in our friends and families. After all the lockdowns and reopenings, we are all looking to find our way through the gray areas to wherever comes next. So we are talking with an expert about how to reconnect and find new opportunities for future success. Carrie, welcome to the Subscription Maker Podcast. Well, thanks for having me on today. I'm very excited to speak with you and your audience. As someone who deals with the gray areas all the time, would you tell us what we should be looking for as warning signs? Yeah, that's such a good question. I love that question because, well, let me define what a gray area is first, because some people might just think of a blanketed statement with that. So a gray area is this in-between space of being really fulfilled and being just in this mediocrity type environment or relationship or um, in their life in general. And it can affect a gray area can be in their career. It can be in a marriage or a close relationship with a loved one. There could be a gray area with their, their health health. Um, there also are gray areas with habits. And that's where my journey began was, was having a gray area with drinking, you know, so I was not an alcoholic, but I was more than a social drinker. So I was in this in-between space. So we have multiple gray areas that we can have and how to recognize them is pretty easy. It's looking at your life saying, where do you feel, feel the most unfulfilled? Because that's really what is happening. And where you're just accepting what is when we get to a place of, we're just accepting that, well, this is, this is all there is. This is how it's going to be. And you're not really feeling great about it. Then you probably are in a gray area. Or if you're using a substance to avoid something or escape from something or chase a feeling, you may be in a gray area. You could also be in a gray area with your marriage. If you're just feeling like you're living with a roommate and there's no more intimacy, you know, you get along. Okay your roommates, but nothing else is happening. That's a gray area in a, in a relationship. So there are many gray areas. It's just looking inward to see how you feel. Would you give us some tips about what we can do today to get us back on track? Yes. Well, the first thing is to look at the things that you do have that are working for you. We tend to really look at the things that we don't have. We are drawn to the lack or the scarcity in our lives. It's so easy to go down to that rabbit hole of like, well, this isn't working and that's not working and I don't have this or move into comparison. And when we take a moment to really be grateful for the things that we do have and how far we've come, I mean, if you think about yourself, for example, Zachary, like just even two years ago, you're not the same person that you are today. You've grown tremendously in those two years, but yet because it's you and it's your own life and you see yourself every day, you don't necessarily look back and say, wow, this happened, this happened, this happened. I've grown so much. I've accomplished so much. I feel so much better about myself. I've grown and expanded as a human being. We're not the same people that we used to be 
I don't know if you've ever heard Matthew McConaughey's speech at the Oscars, but he talks about always chasing the next best version of himself 10 years into the future. And I think when we can really get into that mindset of we're trying to expand and be the best version of ourselves and what does that look like? So it's always be grateful for what you have. That's one of the best tips that I have is to focus on the gains rather than the gaps. And that is an awesome book, by the way, by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan, um, an excellent book called The Gap and the Gain. And it really is about focusing on the gaps and less, or I'm sorry, focusing on the gains and less on the gaps because we tend to go there in our minds. What kind of time frame should we expect for change? You know, <laughs> that varies. Um, most often what I have found in my own life and with my clients, it's an average of a minimum of six months to a year. Really, you need to start within. It's looking within. We got to start with the person. We got to look inward. We got to focus on how that person is thinking, how they're being, what they're focusing on, um, getting connected with a spiritual self and really being honest and having that awareness. And a lot of times, you know, we're not taught to sit with our feelings. We're taught to deal and respond and react to the things outside of ourselves. And we get so wrapped up into that as our day-to-day rather than looking inward. So it does take some time, minimum of six months. I would say, but it, you know, it varies. It depends on what, what the gray area is that we're working on. Carrie, what does it mean to be an executive lifestyle coach? Yeah, that's such a good question. So executive coach really focuses on the person's business. You know, they could be looked at upon as a business mentor or, you know, um, really focus more on the career portion of it. Business uh, executive lifestyle coach focuses more on the person's life in general, but also can weave into their careers. So, uh, for example, a lot of my clients are are very high performing, high net worth clients um, that own their own businesses or they're at a C suite level. So, a lot of times, what they're doing in their personal life is affecting their careers, and so quite often, it's a lot of times of me having a coaching session with them on how they're going to approach their colleagues or their team members or their subordinates and how to help them through that process of relationship building inside of their work and their career, in addition to helping them at home and some of the other areas with their health and their fitness. And we cover all those areas, but a lot of my clients, you know, that's why they hired me is to help them with some of the relationships they have at work that they're under so much stress there. And it's like focusing on that. Some of it's more, more relationally and it's, we're focused more on personal life stuff. So, so just to help you, I, I just want to go a little further with that. So we know what executive coaches, well, we talk a lot to a lot of executive coaches on this podcast, you know, to, to help people get, get through the inertia. So what kind of results do you help your clients get? Oh my gosh, that varies too. Well, let's see, I'll just ramble off a couple of clients that I have now and in the past and kind of the things that we've been working on. So 
one of the things that I do that's that's a little bit different is that I start them off with a, a deep assessment and we're looking at their cognitive traits as well as their motivating traits and behavioral traits. And once I really get an idea of how they're thinking and where they're placing their attention and some of their motivating traits, they might be misaligned in their work. So we look at that first to see like, are they living up to what their natural abilities are. And it's not so much about a skill as it is about what feels good to them deep inside. So we, we look at a lot of that. So some of it is if they're feeling the stress and the pressure at work, it's like, how can we realign them and take some of that pressure off so they can start to better themselves? And I'll give you a really quick example on that. One of my clients um, in the past, she's a CPA, worked at very high, you know, uh, high level jobs, hundred, uh, Oh gosh, a fortune uh, 500 company she worked at. And she's been in accounting her entire life. Her whole family's been in accounting. But after doing this, this particular assessment, we, I realized with her and seeing some of her uh, cognitive traits and her motivating traits that she is much more aligned to being more out front and getting the business as opposed to being in the back performing the business. So once we switched her and started shifting her into the pattern that best suit her, then guess what? Everything else started to uh, greatly uh, get better in her life. And the reason why she came to me is because of her drinking. But just like every client that I've worked with that, whether it's drinking or, you know, they're, they're smoking weed or they're having emotional affairs on their spouse or whatever the, the, the issue is, that is just the band-aid to what the real problem is. We had to really peel back the layers on her and realize that that's where her stress was coming from. It wasn't the drinking, right? So once we realized that everything else shifted, but there's a myriad of things. It could be, you know, I have a couple uh, clients that have their own businesses, multi-million dollar businesses, and that requires, you know, it's a whole nother stress level but then maybe they're having a difficult time with one of their children at home and they're not feeling like they're being the best parent or father to that child. So it's really spending time with how can we build up that relationship with your kid? But it really, again, it points back to themselves. It points back to them looking within. So that's where I spent a lot of time. Okay. Let's shift gears a little bit. Tell us about gray tonic. Yeah, so Great Tonic um, started, I, I kind of chuckle every time I say it because it, it, the name itself is just so awesome to me. So I, I mentioned before that I was a gray area drinker and I had this revelation back in 2018 when I started my business. And I wanted to share what gray area drinking was and the gray areas of life. And I was also kind of going through a rough patch in my marriage. And I thought, you know what? I really am in stuck in this gray area. And I thought if I can share what, what gray area drinking is, what gray areas are, I can really help other people. So the name, you know, I had to have gray in, in, in my business name and tonic, as we all know, okay, great. Yes. It's a mixer. <laughs> we all know that, but it really is medicinal. It means invigorate, lift, lift up, you know, power up, um, invigorate and, uh, energize. It means all these beautiful words. And I realized, wow, I could be the tonic to somebody that's in the gray. And that's how gray tonic came to be. So it really focused early on with gray area drinking, but over the course 
course of my coaching career, what I found is that most of the clients that are coming to me are, like I mentioned, most of them are men in their fifties that are really checking all the boxes that society would say that they're successful, but yet they're feeling very, very empty inside. So I coach them, um, one-on-one. I also have a, an online course, uh, called question the drink for 30 and a Facebook group. And that's mostly focused towards the gray area drinking, but everything else I do is corporate wise and, uh, do corporate training. So great tonics, a mixture of consulting. Um, I have another person that works with me that does some business consulting course, coaching one-on-one concierge coaching and online course. Okay. We all know that executives are really busy today. I mean, there's all the uncertainty and they are just swamped. So how do you get their attention? You know, that, that is the problem. It's because we're so busy. We're so taught that we have to grind. This is what society has also dictated to us. Success means grind. It means tons of hours. It means putting everything in to your day. And the problem isn't there's not enough time. The problem is it's a priority issue. So when someone says, I don't have the time to do a morning routine, routine carry, like I can't get up at 4 a.m. to go to the gym. I don't have time to do that. Well, it's not that there's a time issue. Like I said, it's a priority issue. But when somebody says I can't, then I'll correct them and say, no, what you're saying is I won't. So it's really about prioritizing and building containers, what I call containers, safe places and And taking your time, like the morning, for example, is that is your precious, uh, non-negotiable time for yourself. And when you can reorganize your day to structure it so it best fits for not only you, but those around you and the work that you're doing, that really makes such a difference. Another concept with that is Parkinson's law, which is if you look at the idea of if you have a task to complete and you know you have two days to do it, you are going to take those full two days to complete that task. But if you had that same task and you were told you needed to do it in 20 minutes, would you be able to complete it in those 20 minutes? And the answer is yes. Because when we are forced to be in a situation that we must complete something, we will prioritize it and we will get it done but left to our own uh, devices of, well, I have time to do that. I can do that tomorrow. I can do it the next day. We tend to push things off. So it's really getting honest with, okay, what is the priority here? What is urgent? What is important? And you know that, that comes from a really awesome book. And of course, right at this moment, I can't remember the name of the book, but it's really about prioritizing and seeing what is most important. So taking that pressure and that stress off of executives or anybody that I work with is so important because we really need to be in that place of of, uh, looking at what's in front of them and what they need to tackle. Carrie, did you have to pivot your business during the great pause? I did not. As a matter of fact, my business grew quite a bit. And I think it's because people were just feeling the weight of the world on their shoulders. And of course, then they're reaching for alcohol. They're reaching for things outside of themselves to fill that hole that they were starting to to feel. And, you know, a lot of it is too, we got so disconnected from one another, you know, welcome to zoom land, right? It's like zoom became the, the way to be connected and thank goodness for zoom. It's a blessing to have. However, we need that human connection. So what, what I found was a lot of people were starting to really 
you know, go inward and not in a good way. They were just really cutting themselves off from any connection, which was causing more stress and pressure. Okay. So I'm going to throw you a little curveball. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So I, I like to talk about subscriptions as being the logon button. Yes. If you've got a login button, then you're in the subscription business. Yes. So tell me about your Facebook journey and building your Facebook group. Yeah. So that, that started, you know, years, three years ago, I started the question, the drink Facebook community and it's a private group, but nevertheless, it is, it is there as a support system that grew into question the drink for 30, which is the online course. It used to be a group run course. It used to be that I was facilitating that 30 day course, bringing people in and they have an, they have a back login way to sign into the, uh, where the videos are housed and the lessons are housed. So that is how I've been doing that. That has since changed. And now it's just an online course. It's a do-it-yourself online course, um, but they do still get support through the Facebook group. Now, I notice you also do workshops too. I do for businesses. Yes. Which is so that's where one you of my passion. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Tell me about that. Oh, I love it. I love doing workshops because I really get interactive with the audience. I do things <laughs> that are sometimes outside of the box. Um, it, one, one thing that I did at a recent one workshop was I took, you know, you got a picture of this now. I, it's all men. This happens to be an all male group at this point. And I took them outside into the grass and said, I want you to take your shoes and socks off. <laughs> and I thought I was crazy, but I said, no, we're going to do something called earthing grounding. We're going to get really connected with the, with the earth right now. And we did some breath work while we were out there. So I combined a call, um, habit stacking, which is taken from the book, atomic habits, we, where you take just a couple different modalities or habits and you combine them. So that's what we were doing was combining earthing with breath work and really getting within ourselves and taking that pause. We're so busy as entrepreneurs and business owners and executives and, and, and housewives and moms and everyone that we tend to just go through our day and letting the day guide us versus us controlling the day and taking time out is so important. So I love doing crazy things like that, that are unexpected. Um, but really my goal at the workshops is to teach and show that we need to pour into ourselves. And I talk a lot about habit disruptions. I talk about habits a lot and, and how we can shift our perspective so we can move out of those gray areas and focus more on those gains versus the gaps. Now, how do you do product discovery? I mean, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, um, I, so what I do is I try to figure out what is best for the audience. What is somebody, what are, what is the majority of what people are looking for? So I've done surveys in the past, which I love doing. As a matter of fact, I'm about to start another round of that here shortly because I have a next big step that I'm pivoting to in my business. So one of the things I like to do is put out the survey and at least talk to at least 20 to 50 people. Ideally, I'd love to get a hundred. You know, that's a lot of conversation. I like conversations. I don't want to just throw out here, A, B, C, D, E. I want to speak to someone. I want, you know, 15, 20 minutes of their time. And when I do those calls, it truly is, I keep the integrity of the call as just me asking questions. It is not a sales process whatsoever, because that is not the integrity of the call. So 
that's basically how I do my product um, kind of discovery on what it is that the, the audience is looking for. How can, what is the next problem that I feel like I can solve with them? That actually leads into another question. Uh, do you have like a kitchen cabinet or a, uh, a personal advisory board? You know, I, I do. I am surrounded. Listen, I'm a coach. All coaches should have a coach, right? <laughs> it's like the coaches have coaches that have coaches that coach. And then you have coaches that help you teach how to coach and all the things, right? So at all times, yes, I am surrounded. I am so blessed. I right now personally have a coach that is my business coach, but he also acts as a personal coach to me. And then on top of that, I have my own little mastermind um, of coaches that we formed. We were all together over the past three to four years in various masterminds that we've come together. So I have a plethora of amazing souls around me that, that we guide each other, we support each other, we help each other. And I think that is so important, very important to have. Okay, let's talk about something important. Carrie, do you want your children to follow in your footsteps? <laughs> I will tell you this for sure. You know, that is such a great question, by the way. I would love it. I think everybody should be doing their own thing. You know, it it was a huge shift for me from going from working for somebody else. My job prior to me starting my business was working at Porsche at the dealership level as a business manager. And I loved it. I loved being, you know, I loved knowing that, you know, I just go in at nine o'clock and I leave at six and I had such a great job there. It was amazing. And, you know, it was very predictable and all the things, right. There's something about keeping you hungry. You know, that's a less Brown, right? You gotta be hungry. You gotta be hungry. And entrepreneurship keeps you hungry. It keeps you striving after what's next and the freedom that comes with it. I got to tell you, there are things early on in my career with my business that I, I'm not joking. I think every other week I cried like, this is so hard what I get myself into. And then, you know, then th those crying events are now, I probably have one every six months, they're much farther spread apart, but just like everybody, you know, we have our days where things just, you know, feel like the wheels are coming off and you got to kind of re regroup yourself and get it together and call your advisory board people and have those people come and love on you and support you. And that's why I have them, but it's really about the drive and it's the freedom and it's the satisfaction. And oh my gosh, Zachary, I get, to, I get paid for doing what I love and more importantly, what I was called to do. I believe God called me into this work. I did not seek being an entrepreneur. It literally found me and everything just sort of unfolded from there. So that I feel very passionate about saying that. So what do you do to teach your children um, the importance of entrepreneurship, the value of entrepreneurship? Yeah. So, you know, one of my sons um, is getting ready to make a very significant move uh, geography wise. He's, he's moving several st states away and uh, he's married and buying a new house and whatnot. And he's, you know, he's very excited about where his life is taking him. And he, him and I have spent a lot of time talking about what would it look like? What would it feel like for you to do something on your own? Cause he has every, every 
positive notion in him to do it and be successful. So we spend time talking about that and the difficulty. Ironically, my younger son, um, that's my older son, my younger son, I'll never forget when I first started and he's like, mom, you know, it's going to take a while for you to feel like you're successful. And I was like, no, it's not. I'm going to make it happen in like six months. And he's like, <laughs> he knew more than I did. Apparently uh, he, he actually has a, um, he has a, a bachelor's degree, but his, he minored in entrepreneurship. So he's, he is definitely prime to start something on his own, but he's watching, he's watching me. I think right now they're both watching to see how I'm doing it. And then, you know, they're going to take that leap at some point. At least I hope they do. Cause it's really fun. Now, do you have, uh, participate in any, in any organized, uh, way with helping entrepreneurs or helping the next generation? Not currently, but I will tell you that that is really big on my heart. I have a huge, a huge place for teenagers, particularly younger teenagers. And I am very, um, want, very much interested in, in seeking that out. Um, another one of my uh, passion products projects, if you will, is ending human trafficking, which I know is a whole nother subject in itself, but I have such a heart for that. Um, from personal reasons. And I am just, just wanting to help those younger teens particularly is where my heart's at. So I would love that. Actually, thank you for the, for putting that bug in my ear. Cause that, that, that really makes me excited to even think about that. As we start to wrap up, Carrie, is there something you wish more people would ask you? You know, wow, that is a really good question. Why? I would say, why, what is my, why? Um, I don't know if anybody's ever asked me why, why I started this and why I want to do this. And I, and I already alluded, you know, cause my own experience with, with alcohol and, and not sure what I was and realizing I was in this gray area and, but it's deeper than that. I think I mentioned to you that God called me into this work. And so my big, why my purpose that gets me out of bed every day is that I, I have the pleasure and the privilege and the honor to impact another human being's life and not just one I've, I've helped many. And it's to me, I don't know if there's a greater gift that I could be doing and serving. Um, you know, I, faith is a big part of my own life and I don't necessarily lead with faith in my business outside of doing the action pieces of it. I don't necessarily verbalize it, but I certainly do the action pieces of that. And I think that's important. So for me, it's that deep connected why. I think if without our why, we don't have much of anything. Okay. Do you have anything coming down the pipe that you feel comfortable, anything new that you yeah. feel comfortable talking with us about? Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking. I've been keeping it under wraps. So this will be the first time I'm verbalizing this publicly and um, I'm excited to share it with you and your audience, Zachary. So yes, I am going to be doing retreats uh, starting this fall. And then I'm going to be offering a mastermind uh, for, for my group. And I am beyond excited for that. I, there is power in community and the type of mastermind that I want to have for my group will be at such a personal, deep level, but 
bringing in, they're all very like-minded individuals going through the same thing. My practice is really focusing more towards men and working with men only. Um, I still have female clients. I still have some female clients now, and I will always work with females. I'm not saying that I won't because I love, I love my girls. Are you kidding? They're awesome. But my focus really right now is shifting more towards helping um, male clients, particularly those in their fifties. So that is, is the focus and that's where I'm headed. And I am beyond excited about that. Would you consider this group to be a peer development group where the people are essentially at the same level and they're helping each other? Yes. Uh, in some fashion. Yes. So a lot of it's going to be, uh, there's going to be a group coaching component behind it, but where they're also supporting each other. And like I said, most of my existing clients, for example, fall into a very similar, uh, demographic, if you will. Like I said, most of them are business owners, multi-million dollar companies or high level executives, and they're searching, they're searching for that missing element. So to have them all together and they've already, I've already introduced them, a few of them, uh, to help each other with certain business projects. And that's kind of what sparked the idea of like, you know, if this is working with one or two or three, what would this look like? What would this feel like if I was to bring that, bring them all together and have this, uh, this opportunity and this platform for them to really grow and expand? My goal is to help them grow and expand personally, professionally, spiritually, in their mind, body, soul, their spirit, between their business, everything, all parts of that. And that requires a lot of different moving parts. So in addition to myself, um, my husband is also part of my team and I have two other team members. So, and then I have two other specialty coaches that I bring in for certain occasions, breathwork facilitators, a tapping expert. So we do a couple of different modalities and I bring those, those coaches in, but I have a few people on my team that we all do a little something different. So collectively we can really help support. Now, is there a uh, squeeze page or some way for people to sign up for that? Not at the moment. Um, I am so early on with that, but uh, the best way to, for someone to know more information is just link, link up with me on LinkedIn. I am like so active on LinkedIn. It's just Carrie Schwer. I'm the only Carrie Schwer. Or you can visit my website at graytonic.com. And gray is G-R-A-Y, by the way, G-R-A-Y, tonic.com. So either one of those ways is the best way to connect with me. I'm also on Instagram at gray underscore tonic. Yeah, I'll definitely put a, a link at the bottom of the uh, the show notes, which will link to your LinkedIn group, your LinkedIn uh, profile. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Carrie, thank you so much for being on the Subscription Maker Podcast. Oh, this has been such a joy and a pleasure to be with you as well. And I loved your questions. You had some really awesome questions for me today. So thank you. This is your host, Zachary Alexander. Please join us next time as we talk about what it takes to be a successful subscription maker.